Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. To Pajemski with five, with four, with three. Down the lane, spins. Oh, it's an ankle breaker. Jumper good with .5 to go. He floored Michic. He's down for the count, and the quarter is over. The spin, and down goes Vijic. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up. We'll bring you into the locker room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players. Highlights from the game, Warriors Wrap-Up, starts now. Yes, it does. A win is a win. It was not pretty tonight, but the Warriors got the job done. Final score over the Charlotte Hornets, 97-84, a rare game in today's NBA where neither team breaks the century mark. The Warriors win by 13 points. If you had Warriors minus 12.5, congratulations, but they made you sweat for it. Warriors win by 13, 97 to 84. There was a scuffle at the end. That was largely the most exciting part of this basketball game, but the Warriors aren't in the business of being terribly exciting. They're in the business of racking up wins, and they have been doing that lately. Welcome into Warriors Wrap Up here on 95 7 The Game. Mark Randy with you as we react to another Warriors win. That's three consecutive wins for the Warriors. They've now won eight of nine. They've won 10 of their last 12 games. Their record is up to 29 and 26. The last time the Warriors were three games over 500, you got to go all the way back to the beginning of the season. They were six and three after a win on November 8th. That was the last time before tonight that the Warriors were three games over 500. It's been a long time coming. But again, three straight wins, 
8 of 9, 10 of 12 has the Warriors at 29 and 26, and they did get a little bit of help uh, elsewhere in the Western Conference standing, so they beat the Hornets. Uh, the Suns and the Pelicans lost. The Warriors are now within three games of the seventh seed, the Kings and Suns in that spot, and they're within four, believe it or not, uh, of the sixth. Uh, the Pelicans at that spot right now in the Western Conference standings. Uh, actually, excuse me, the Pelicans in fifth. Uh, the Warriors are five games out of uh, fifth at this point. Uh, so we will see how that does play out uh, moving forward. The Warriors 10.5 back. Uh, Mavericks are 6.5 back in total. So the Warriors separated by four games there for the six, five games for the five. Uh, the top four in the West have distanced themselves, but... 5 through 10 is relatively bunched up, and we could see a lot of moving uh, over the next handful of weeks as the regular season draws uh, towards the close. All right, welcome into Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. It's Mark Randy with you as we get uh, ready to react to another win. Uh, the Warriors uh, took care of business here today against a, let's be honest, a, a pretty bad Charlotte team. They did come in winners of four consecutive games. you got to respect them. They won in Utah the night before. They're playing without LaMelo Ball, playing without Mark Williams. Mark Williams has been out for a while. LaMelo has been out for a number of games now as well, though he is nearing a return. This is a game that you got to win, and the Warriors have suffered at times this season losing games to teams that they should take care of. One of the questions I had and I wrote down pregame uh, before sitting down to watch this one was, can the Warriors handle the cupcakes on their schedule moving forward? This was one of them. Uh, and they took care of business today despite the fact that it it was not pretty. I mean, the Warriors' leading scorer was Stephen Curry. That's not a bad thing, but with 15 points, the Warriors committed 22 turnovers as a team, yet they win by double digits and they actually cover the point spread. Um, so a win's a win's a win, but you look at some of the other losses for the Warriors earlier this season. You're talking about um, losses to uh, some relatively poor teams. Remember the losses to both uh, Toronto and New Orleans? You get absolutely blown out early. You had a loss to Memphis, a team that was playing without a number of their key players. You had a number of other losses where you felt like you should have won. Uh, so this falls into that category, a game you should win, and the Warriors won it. And there's going to be a number of these sorts of games for the Warriors the rest of the season you look at who they have on the schedule. Uh, you got Washington. You've got Toronto. You have three games against San Antonio. Uh, you've got another game against Charlotte. Uh, you've got Portland. You've got Houston. Now, Houston isn't a terrible team, but the point is the Warriors have a lot of opportunities to win games against teams that are simply less than. And tonight was a step in the right direction, uh, winning this game despite the fact that it 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 did not look good. It was ugly. It was not easy. Uh, but the Warriors get the win again, 97 to 84. They're now 29 and 26. The Hornets fall to 14 and 42. The Warriors snap the Hornets' four-game winning streak. The game was uh, it was it was ugly. Warriors 22 turnovers. The Hornets had 19 turnovers. The Warriors scored 18 points off of those turnovers. The Warriors got out in transition. They ran a lot, which was one of the differences in this game. The Warriors scored 17 fast break points. Charlotte only had six. Um, and I think that symbol or it signifies that the Warriors have an ability 
to win games like this when it is lower scoring, when their defense is playing really good basketball, and when their offense is not working, or at least the shots aren't falling, are you able to lean on your defense in order to get some easier buckets? And the Warriors did that tonight. So credit to the Warriors for doing that. The shots weren't falling. It was rough offensively for most of this game. You scored 97 points, but you win. Your defense was fantastic. Some of it probably Charlotte just not hitting some shots, but the Warriors' defense was really good in this game. They forced 19 turnovers of their own, turned it into 18 points on the other end. A lot of those were those 17 fast-break points. Think Jonathan Kaminga getting out and running. Gary Payton getting out and running. Brandon Pajemski running as well. Draymond Green does that himself at times. Uh, the Warriors showed an ability to when their offense isn't clicking, as it has for really much of this season. Let's be honest. The the offense has been one of the Warriors' um, main consistent things you can lean on and rely on for this team this year. Um, it was not there today, but the Warriors showed, albeit against a poor opponent, that they don't need their offense to be great every night to win games. They won a slower-paced game, an uglier game, a, a more grimy game, and they won it, and thanks in no small part to their defense, their ability to force turnovers, to get out and run, and give them some easy buckets. Because if you take away those easy fast-break points off of turnovers or off, off a missed corner three that turned into a fast-break bucket, and the Warriors maybe don't even scratch 90. Maybe they only get to 85 points, and maybe this is a final possession game against a, a bad team. So the Warriors' defense deserves a big shout-out, and you consider what the Warriors have been doing recently. I mean, entering tonight, the Warriors in their last 12 games, uh, so since Draymond Green got reinserted into the starting lineup after he returned from suspension, remember he played three games off the bench, then went back into the starting lineup. After that moment, 12 games before tonight, the Warriors had the fifth best defensive rating in the NBA. Uh, and tonight it's going to take a, a bit of a jump forward because they only allow Charlotte to score 84 points. Charlotte shot 36% from the field, 28% from downtown. They committed 19 turnovers, and the Warriors turned those 19 turnovers into 18 points. Uh, so solid day for the Warriors' defense. Not a ton to, to, to think about offensively. I mean, there were some highlights. The Brennan Pajemski ankle breaker at the end of the third quarter, right? Uh, kind of a spinning spinning step back off the spin. He stepped back and he broke the ankles of the defender, hit the jumper just before the buzzer. That was one of the positives for the Warriors offensively. And I guess a lot of the credit does go to the defense as we were just talking about earlier. The Warriors managed to close quarters really, really well tonight. A 6-0 run over the final 345 of the first quarter. That's more so about the defense than the offense. I mean, the offense only scoring six points in nearly four minutes of game time. That's not great. But Charlotte did not score a single point in that stretch. They closed the final 245 of the second quarter on a 5-0 run, and they closed the final minute of the third on a 7-0 run. And that close to the third quarter uh, was really, really important because the Warriors got the lead up to 23 with about 440 left in the third. They led 61-38. to And then Charlotte kind of put together their best burst of the night, not even close, really. They went on a 14-5 run to get back within 14 points with a minute left in the third quarter. And if you're 
in attendance at Chase. You're watching at home. You're thinking like, uh-oh, here we go again. Warriors build a big lead. The opponent comes back in the second half, and then it's you got to sweat it out in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Warriors then went on a 7-0 run in the final minute of the third. Uh, there was a, w- a Wiggins three-pointer. Lester Quinones had a fast-break bucket off of a Wiggins steal and assist. And then that Pajemski ankle-breaking uh, spin-move step-back jumper just before the buzzer, a 7-0 run. Instead of only being up by 14, you go back up by 21 to close the third. Uh, there was uh, maybe a moment or two of some uncomfortableness for Warriors fans in the fourth quarter, but for the most part, you weren't really that concerned. And a big part of that was because of how the Warriors closed the third quarter and largely how they closed every single quarter in this game. Again, in the first quarter, a 6-0 run. In the second quarter, a 5-0 run. And in the third quarter, a 7-0 run. And uh, the fourth quarter, you didn't need a run, and and you had all your bench guys in there, and then you got the the scuffle at the end. Um, It was... I mean, okay, so the Warriors up by double digits. The game's over, but the shot clock is still on. Let's just run through what happened in the scuffle, and then we got to get into the the Steve Kerr contract, what it means for the Warriors moving forward and all of that. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. It's Mark Randy with you. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. You can give me a call and talk about any aspect of this game, including the news pregame, which was the Steve Kerr contract extension. I think it might mean something for Clay Thompson. We'll get into that in a minute. You can give me a call, 888-957-9570. That's also the Comcast Business text line as well. I see the 510 chiming in there along with the 415. Uh, also, shout out to all of our YouTubers on the first NorCal Credit Union YouTube chat at the moment. I see Carson. I see Dublin. I see Zick. Uh, I see a number of the other guys. Tiago, I see you as well. Uh, I'll get to some of your comments before the night is over as well. Uh, but the Warriors up by double digits, final minute, final 30 seconds of the game. Uh, and the Warriors have the ball. Shot clock is still on, so the Warriors can't just kill the game by dribbling it out. If they do that, they would get called for a shot clock violation and a team turnover. And, you know, generally the Warriors don't like to do that. So Pajemski threw it to Quinones under the hoop, and he went for a layup. Miles Bridges took exception to that, gave him a little forearm to the chest. Quinone is upset, gave him one back, and then the bench is cleared. Uh, eventually, you got uh, Miles Bridges being involved a little bit more. Uh, Quinones was heavily involved. Uh, and then who else? Grant Williams, recently acquired from Dallas by the Hornets. He gets involved, and he's maybe the most involved out of anyone. Uh, Draymond Green, of course, is upset. You could see him barking some expletives that I can't repeat over the air towards Grant Williams, towards Miles Bridges, uh, and really towards the entire Hornets bench. Uh, Ultimately, Quinones gets two techs. He gets ejected. Miles Bridges, a tech, and then Grant Williams, a tech, and he also gets ejected for escalating the situation, Uh, probably handled well by the officiating crew. And we're going to hear from Steve Kerr coming up in just a little bit here on Warriors Wrap-Up. But Steve Kerr has told his team over and over and over again, and if you watch Warriors basketball, you know uh, if you can't kill the full clock, if you still have the shot clock, try to go score. And that's what the Warriors did, and I don't know why the Hornets reacted uh, so badly to that one. All right, um, let's get into the Steve Kerr contract, because I think that's that's the big 
um, takeaway from this game, at least one of the major topics, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it here on 95.7 The Game tomorrow morning on Warriors This Week, also beginning Monday morning as well with the morning roast, Steiny and Guru and Willard and Dibs. But if you missed it, it was reported just before tip-off by Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN uh, that the Warriors and Steve Kerr had agreed to a two-year, $35 million contract extension. That's $17.5 million per year, making Steve Kerr the highest paid coach per uh, you know average annual value in NBA history. Now, Greg Popovich does make more per year, but Pop is also uh, the president of the San Antonio Spurs, so he's not just solely a head coach. Uh, for people who are solely head coaches in the NBA, no one has made more per year than Steve Kerr will over the next two years of his deal. Steve Kerr is now signed through 2025 uh, and the 2025-2026 season. That aligns with Steph Curry's contract. He's also signed through the 2025-2026 season. Draymond Green is at least here through that same season. He also has a player option for the following year, 2026 and 2027. And I think at this stage, it's likely he does opt into that player option. Uh, But the important one here is that Steve Kerr and Steph Curry are here at least through the 2025-2026 season. And I think that means uh, we're going to see a Clay Thompson two-year contract extension. It's not going to happen now. I would be shocked. I think it will happen in the offseason, just like the Draymond Green contract extension happened uh, last offseason, you know, what, like eight months ago now. But I think it's going to happen. And who knows what the money is going to look like exactly. We can get into that in a little bit here on Warriors Wrap Up because I have some numbers to throw at you in terms of how much room the Warriors do have. Uh, and, and Joe Likup has stated publicly that goal number one for the Warriors is to get out of the luxury tax. They can do that, and they can sign Clay Thompson to an extension. Now, it's not going to be a max extension, but they can certainly do that. It might be difficult to fill out the rest of the roster, uh, but they can do that. Uh, so we'll we'll dive into that as well. But I think my official prediction is Clay Thompson signing a two-year contract extension, probably somewhere around thirty-five to forty million dollars in total, something like twenty million dollars a year, maybe a little bit more, up to twenty-five per year at the max. We'll get into it in a little bit here on a Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Uh, I see Zick on the YouTube chat, powered by First NorCal Credit Union, saying uh, Kurt earned his $17.5 million even though he hasn't signed anything as per his post-game interview. Yeah, Steve Kerr wasn't able to officially comment on it because I guess not all the details are officially uh, agreed upon or signed pen to paper, but this is a widely reported and widely accepted story. So it is going to happen. Steve Kerr will be with the Golden State Warriors for at least the next two seasons. Um, and I, I think this signifies that the Warriors are in line to keep the core together. And the core has always been Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Steve Kerr. And now you got three of the four checked off, and I think you will get four of the four checked off um, sooner as opposed to later here for the Golden State Warriors. If we're talking about Klay Thompson and whether or not um, the Warriors want to keep him around, first of all, I think they do. But how is he adjusting to his new role, whether that is uh, a permanent role in terms of being the sixth man for the Warriors? 
He was actually one of the few Warriors that was relatively efficient tonight. 5 of 11 from the field, not great, but not bad. 3 of 8 from downtown, 13 points, had a couple of rebounds. I did turn the ball over three times, but hit, hit a few shots. He certainly hit more shots than he did last night when he was just 1 for 9 from the field. Uh, but Clay Thompson seemed to play within himself, coming off the bench now for the third time since his rookie season. The last three games, all wins for the Warriors, and they've kind of all been drastically different games for Clay. Remember, the final game of the first half in Utah, he comes off the bench for the first time since he was a rookie in March of 2012. He scores 35 points in the first three quarters of the game, seemingly can't miss a shot. It felt like the clay of old. It felt like prime clay, a classic clay heater game where he just goes crazy. And then last night at home against the Lakers, he makes just one shot, but he has great chemistry with Trace Jackson Davis. And as we talked about, if you missed it on Warriors Live before this game, uh, he approached Trace Jackson Davis pregame and said, Hey, Rook, I'm going to be looking for you. Get ready on the pin downs, on the pick and roll. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to feed you. And he did that. He had five assists. Four of them went to Trace Jackson Davis. And then tonight, a kind of a ho-hum game for Clay, but a solid one. Again, 13 points, made three three-pointers, took eight of them. Uh, maybe he took a couple of shots that were a little uh, courageous, but that's what Clay does. It's what you get with Clay Thompson because he's the second best shooter that has ever played the game of basketball. I thought Clay played within himself for the most part and was solid today. Uh, now the Warriors offense as a whole was pretty sloppy, but Clay Clay had himself a solid game. And if the Warriors are wondering about um how much they want to pay him if they want him back, if Clay puts up performances like this uh on a consistent basis, I think the Warriors will have no problem. Uh, bringing him back. The only question is the dollar amount, which we can get into coming up on the other side here on Warriors Wrap-Up as we're going to take a quick break. It's Mark Randy with you on Warriors Wrap-Up. The Warriors knock off the Hornets. Final score, 97-84. to The Warriors have now won three consecutive games, and they are going streaking. The Warriors, three straight wins. They've won eight of nine. They're winners of 10 of their last 12 games, and they're over 500 by three games. They're 29 and 26. The first time they're over three games over 500 since they were six and three on November 8th. Let that sink in. The first time the Warriors are three games over 500 since early November. All right, time for a break. We'll talk more about Clay uh, and what could be in line for him after this Steve Kerr extension. That's coming up on the other side. Also, your calls, 888-957-9570. As war- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here's wrap-up continues. It's Mark Randy with you here on 95.7 The Game. Clay Thompson catches and launches. It's up short, no good. Jackson Davis offensive rebounds. Back to Clay. Pump fake. Steps out. Fires away. A Clay Trey makes it a solid 20-point lead for the Warriors. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Warriors knock off the Hornets 97-84. to Mark Randy with you on 95.7 The Game as we react to the win on Warriors Wrap-Up. The Warriors just keep up their winning ways. Three consecutive wins. They've won 8 of 9. They've won 10 of 12. They're now three games over 500, 29 and 26. And they got some help in the standings in the Western Conference. The Suns and Pelicans both lost. Uh, we can react to some of uh, those losses, those games, those scores a little bit later. We'll take a deeper look at the standings as well. Uh, but let's get back to the news that broke just before this game tipped off. And again, a Warriors win, but a relatively ho-hum win for the Warriors, 97-84. to In fact, they did not look that good. They turned the ball over 22 times. They did not shoot the ball particularly well, 42.7% from the field, 31% from downtown, uh, but they still found a way to win because they did not allow Charlotte to get anything going offensively. They forced Charlotte into 19 turnovers themselves. Charlotte was only 36% from the field and 28% from downtown. Some of that is just a bad Charlotte offensive game, a bad Charlotte team, uh, but you got to give the Warriors a lot of credit for their defensive effort. Uh, but the news that broke before this game tipped off, like legitimately like 10 minutes before this game tipped off, uh, from Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, the Warriors and Steve Kerr had agreed on a two-year contract extension worth $35 million, so $17.5 million per season, making him the highest-paid head coach in NBA history. Popovich does make more per year than that, but he is also the Spurs team president, so he's not just a head coach by itself. Steve Kerr is the highest-paid head coach. In NBA history, $17.5 million per year. He signed through 2025-2026. That lines up perfectly with Steph Curry's contract. Draymond Green signed through 2025-2026 as well, but he does have a player option for the following season. And at this point, if I were to wager, I'd guess that he does uh, opt in to that option. But that's a conversation uh, for years down the road from now. All right, let's go out to the phone lines on Warriors wrap-up as the Warriors win 97-84 to over the Charlotte Hornets. Again, they're now three games over 500. they They've won three consecutive games, uh, two in a row to open up the second half of the season post-All-Star break. Up first with us here on Warriors wrap-up is Mark in Milbrae. Mark, what's up? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up with Mark Randy. How you doing? What's up, man? Uh, talking about the win before the contract extension. Uh, as far as the win tonight, it was an ugly grind-out game, but sometimes you got to win with defense, and they had, didn't have any letdown. I know they, the Warriors didn't shoot the ball well, but 
you were able to really suffocate a team who actually has been playing as awful as the Hornets are. They've been, what, on a four-game win streak. So they've been playing some semblance of good basketball for them. And uh, I love just the Warriors really just took the life out of them, even though they shoot well. They really, even at the fourth quarter there, they made that little run. But at that point, the game was effectively over, and uh, they handled their business. And, and that was a Bush League move by, by that clown uh, Bridges and, and Grant Williams pulling that because the Warriors were just shooting because they didn't want the shot clock violation. And that jackass uh, Bridges and, and Grant Williams, who, who's, a, who's a big moron, the guy who said, uh, remember a couple years ago for the Celtics, that the best team didn't win the finals when they lost to the Celtics. So that guy's an idiot. So good luck to them in their 14-win season. Uh, as far as uh, Curry goes, great job by Lakeup. That's why he's one of the best owners in all sports. You took care, uh, locked up Kerr. Uh, any of the uh, gossip and rumor about him possibly walking away after the season is done for. You compensate him, make him uh, the highest state coach uh, uh, annually. So I love that the Kerr uh, Lakeup were able to come to terms on it. Uh, this is great for both sides. And now I hope that Clay realizes in his new role uh, he can be an effective sixth man. And, and Lakeup, we know that Lakeup is going to compensate him fairly. We'll pay him above market value, even though we know at this point that he's not a, a, a $30 million a year player. I think something in the range of three years, uh, I think 75, maybe a little more. 25 plus per year would be more than fair. Like Draymond took less to resign. Uh, in terms of your thoughts, though, overall, uh, now that he sees that uh, Lakeup locked up uh, Draymond, now uh, uh, Kerr's locked up, and do you think that he's going to foresee that that even in a in a lesser role, not starting, even though he's going to play starter minutes effectively, that Clay will be a a Warriors signing his contract, maybe not even in off season. Uh, sometimes before the season ends. What are your thoughts on that? Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Um, I think it happens in the off season, but I, I feel relatively confident that it is going to happen. And I think even before we go too far down the rabbit hole, just because Clay's coming off the bench now and, and Steve's saying that he wants to give it a real try, he's going to give it a real look, does not mean that that Clay Thompson is just banished to the bench for the rest of his career. It, it Maybe it stays for another week. Maybe it stays for two weeks. Maybe on Sunday it changes. I, I would highly doubt that. Um, but I don't think it's it's safe to just assume that Clay Thompson is never going to be a starter once again. Um, but I think the Warriors want to keep him around, and they're showing that they want to keep everybody else around, and they have the room to get it done. I will break down some of the numbers. I would expect it to happen in the offseason. I know, Mark, you said a, a three-year contract, maybe, and that could potentially match up with Draymond Green. Maybe they offer him a two-plus-one and a player option for the last one. Who knows? Um, but I would suspect uh, you're going to get two certain years on a contract offer from the Warriors to Clay Thompson. Uh, and, and we'll get into the numbers in a minute, but I first want to hear from Steve Kerr. I'm sure he was asked about his reported contract extension, but he could not talk about it, and you'll hear him talk about that, uh, talk about the rest of the game as well. Uh, and then we'll dive into some of the numbers and what this Steve Kerr contract extension might mean for Clay Thompson, because I think that is clearly the next domino for the Warriors. And what could they handle? I've got all the numbers for you. We will sort through all the math and figure out what the Warriors can realistic, realistically offer Clay Thompson. We'll get to that in a second. But first, let's hear from the Warriors head coach. It's Steve Kerr addressing the media post game after the Warriors' 97 to 84 win. Over the Charlotte Hornets, here is the reported $35 million man, Steve Kerr. 
Steve, you agreed to a contract extension today. It's kind of the, the bigger news of the day. Um, just any comments on that? Uh, nothing has been signed, so uh, Raymond has asked me to hold off on commenting on anything until an actual contract is signed. So I'm going to follow his orders. How do you feel about your future here? Just really good. Really good. <laughs> Thank you. That was not the prettiest game, I think, from the get-go. Is that just a, a back-to-back thing, or you guys have been playing so well? Uh, do you want me to just say, you know, he's got to kind of get over, kind of a clunker yeah. out there and get a win? Uh, it was a great uh, way to, to win just, to, you know, on a night when you kind of knew both teams were going to be tired coming off the back-to-backs off of the All-Star break. Um I think Steph is tired just from the whole week, from going to Indianapolis, getting a two-day vacation, and then playing back-to-back. So I thought fatigue was a factor for both teams, but I really liked our defensive effort um, you know, to hold um, that team to 84 and uh, to challenge the shots the way we did, take care of uh, the paint, and then only uh, allow 11 free throw attempts. It was, a, it was a great defensive effort. The offense was jumbled from the start, but uh, it's, you know we've been playing so well at that end of the floor, we were probably due for one, and um, it was okay because of the defensive effort. Steve, I was going to ask you if that if that game was the reason you didn't sign yet. Was it? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is it, you, you, you ended the game, you pulled, you know, your guys. I mean, obviously the game was over, but you got a lot of guys in there who need to make a few plays. How, like, I guess invigorated are you by the amount of young talent that still needs developing and, and, and the growth that's there? This has been a, a, a really fun season, challenging season. I know we've lost a number of close games, but uh, as a coach and as a staff, you know, w- when we see the, the growth of our young players and we w- we're watching them uh, grow up literally before our eyes. It's a very um, satisfying feeling, and it's a great group. It's a really uh, wonderful group of players, and uh, I look forward to coming to the gym every day and seeing all these guys. Um, so we have uh, a really a fun mix of, of vets who are you know Hall of Famers, champions, and then these these young guys who are learning and growing, and um, just feels like the chemistry and the connection within the group is is really really strong, and uh, it makes for a a fun team to coach. Uh, there's Steve Kerr uh, post game after this win over the Charlotte Hornets. Final score ninety seven to eighty four. Uh, first of all, I think Steve is spot on about winning this kind of game. You grind it out. You're tired after a back to back straight off of the All Star break. I'm sure Steph Curry is exhausted. Um, Pajemski also was out in Indiana, although he got to get out of there sooner than Steph Curry, obviously, who was there all weekend. Um, and the Warriors managed to get a win. You lean on the defense. The defense was was great. Shout out to Zick on the YouTube chat, powered by First NorCal Credit Union, Green, Wiggins, JK, and GP2. They were all fantastic defensively. GP2, if you're watching on the NBC Sports Bay Area broadcast, mic'd up. Uh, he just brings a different lever, uh, level of energy and, and, and the positive vibes to this team, and he certainly uh, had a big impact in this game. Uh, the defense was phenomenal, and with every passing game, I know there was a couple of games, uh, the Clippers game and then the Jazz game, and that was the end of a really difficult stretch for the Warriors right before the All-Star break. They're running on fumes. The defense was particularly bad in both of those games, specifically in both of the second halves. 
Um, and it's understandable, back-to-back, end of the first half, right before the All-Star break again, and, and you've been traveling all over the place leading up to those two games. Kind of made sense. But all in all, every passing game, you feel more confident about the Warriors' defense. Again, entering tonight, the Warriors in the last 12 games, ever since Draymond Green was reinserted into the starting lineup, the Warriors have the fifth-best offensive rating and the fifth-best defensive rating in the NBA. It's, it's not a, a tiny sample size. That's a decent chunk of NBA basketball. 12 games, now make it 13. Your defensive rating took a, a jump up today, got even better. Uh, this is a Warriors defense that is leading the turnaround for this Warriors team because despite uh, struggle, uh, the struggle in the win-loss column, uh, and all of the issues and all of the drama and all the talk about the trade deadline and Steve Kerr's future, uh, which we can forget about now, um, the Warriors' offense has been there almost every single night for the Warriors. But if they had a game like this offensively two months ago, they would have lost by 40. Like That's the difference of the Warrior team now, is that the defense is legitimately playing really, really good basketball, and the defense is really the only reason that they won tonight. And I get it. Charlotte is one of the worst teams in the NBA. You know, they had won four consecutive games coming into tonight somehow without LaMelo Ball. They had. They beat the Jazz last night in Utah. That's not an easy place to play. The Warriors know that. Despite winning a couple of times just recently in Utah, the Warriors have struggled there a lot recently. Um, Not a very good Charlotte team, but a, a fantastic effort for the Warriors defensively in this game. All right. Uh, so Steve Kerr agrees to the two-year contract extension, uh, $35 million, $17.5 million per season on average. Um, you, you heard him talk about it post-game, said, I couldn't really talk about it. It hasn't been signed. I would imagine you've got handshake agreements, and it's all but official. Uh, but Steve Kerr cannot uh, publicly comment on it, I would imagine, uh, maybe by Sunday when he addresses the media before the game against the Nuggets. Uh, he'll be able to address that uh, officially. But Steve Kerr signed through the next two seasons. So he's here through 2025-2026. Steph Curry here through 2025-2026. Draymond Green as well, although he has a player option for the following season as well. And if you remember, Joe Lakeup said last week on the TK Show, Tim Kawakami, his podcast, which is an Odyssey original, and you can hear it on the Odyssey app. You can find it on the 95.7 The Game YouTube channel. Uh, Joe Lakeup, Warriors owner, told Tim Kawakami that the, the goal, goal 1A, like the first goal for the Warriors offseason, is to get out of the tax because the new CBA, the new rules against uh, teams that are in the luxury tax become so much more uh, painful for teams that are in the tax, especially repeat offenders. So it is goal number one for the Warriors to get out of the tax and to save themselves a gigantic chunk of money doing so. Okay, so you wonder if you are looking at a Clay Thompson potential extension, which seems to be in the cards given this Steve Kerr extension, I don't think the Warriors are going to want to go forward with Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Steve Kerr and then say, sorry, Clay, not you. I think they're going to want to keep the whole band together. By the whole band, I mean the core three players and the head coach. So what do the Warriors even have room for if we take Joe Lakeup at his word and he wants to get out of the luxury tax. So I, I I ran the numbers. The Golden State Warriors, uh, this is accounting for eight players. Uh, it assumes a Gary Payton II opt-in. 
The Warriors have $134 million tied up next season, split between eight players, including Gary Payton II, his opt-in for around $9 million. Um, that assumes that the Warriors turn down Chris Paul's $30 million option. It's essentially an option. Uh, it's not guaranteed at all, and the Warriors can just uh, say no to him before a certain date, and they don't have, they're not on the hook for any of the money, which I imagine they won't do. So it assumes you say no to Chris Paul. It also assumes no decision yet made on Kevon Looney. Looney's $8 million contract, three of which are guaranteed, so it's partially guaranteed, and they have to make a decision on that by a certain date. Otherwise, all eight get guaranteed. But let's put that on the back burner. Let's assume Chris Paul is a no, and let's assume Gary Payton opts in. That's eight players making $134 million. The salary cap is set at $141 million. But importantly, the luxury tax line is at 172 So I say all that to say that the Warriors have about $38 million of room next year, unaccounted for at the moment. Does not include Clay. does not include Kevon Looney. About $38 million left over before the, the money gets taxed. And Joe Lakeup's goal, again, as he said last week on the TK show, was I want to get out of the tax because it is extremely restrictive and prohibitive for the Warriors moving forward. What does that mean? The Warriors, they got space for Klay Thompson. Now, I don't know if they want to offer him $30 million, but they got space to say maybe $25 million, and that leaves them another, uh, what, $13 million for others? Maybe eight of those million are Kevon Looney, and you you got to just hand out a few veteran minimums for the rest of the, the roster. Or maybe you make a decision on Kevon Looney, and you've got space elsewhere. Uh, but reading the tea leaves of the Warriors situation with the news today about Steve Kerr's contract extension for two more years, I think it, it's telling you that they plan to have Klay Thompson back. Now, what number makes the most sense? I think we're looking at max $25 million a season. And it's probably going to be a two-year $50 million offer. That would seem to make sense for Klay Thompson. Maybe the Warriors offer a little bit less, but ultimately they settle around $25 million. That would be in line with Draymond Green. Uh, I, I think that's an offer that wouldn't hurt Klay Thompson's feelings. And if the Warriors do that, again, they give $25 million to Klay Thompson. That means he got $13 million elsewhere, nine of which could go to Looney. And then you gotta, you're, you got to figure out the other, uh, what, $4 million for the last couple of roster spots. Or maybe you make a decision on Looney. But the Warriors certainly have room for a $25 million offer to Clay Thompson. You can get creative. Maybe uh, you make it a little uh, back-heavy, and, and maybe it's $30 million for the second year and $20 million for the first year, whatever the case is. Uh, but there is a realistic and a relatively straightforward path for the Warriors to squeeze in a Clay Thompson extension. Uh, but the, the obvious assumption is you're saying no to Chris Paul, which, again, is obvious, $30 million. The Warriors are not doing that. Um, and, and then maybe you have to make a tough decision on Kevon Looney. You can fit him and a Clay Thompson extension, assuming Clay does not want um, $30 million or, or, or refuses to sign for anything less than that. But $25 million, that's in line with Draymond Green. Um, and I think you offer Clay what you offer Draymond Green on a average annual value basis. I don't think he has um, he, he wouldn't be in the right to to be upset by that offer. And the Warriors have room 
to make that work. Now, the challenge would be then building the rest of your roster beyond that. Um, but this obviously is a decision that the Warriors have been thinking of for quite a long time, and I'm sure they've got a plan around it. And maybe they say, hey, Clay, look at how Draymond's playing. That's a $25 million player. We love you. We think you're still fantastic, and we want you around as long as Steph and Draymond and, and Steve Kerr are around as well. But, hey, you know, take $22 million per year. Take $21 million per year. Take $22.5 and save us a few. Give us a little bit more flexibility, and we'll move from there. Uh, but I will officially predict Clay Thompson gets a two-year contract extension from the Golden State Warriors over the offseason. Somewhere in the range of twenty to twenty-five million dollars a season. Two years, forty to fifty million dollars per year for Clay Thompson. That's the sweet spot for the Warriors, and they'll deal with the, the tough decisions uh, beyond that the rest of the way. Uh, looking at the YouTube chat, powered by First NorCal Credit Union, uh, Zick says, "Yikes, not much room for next year." Uh, but that's the reality of the Warriors situation, and I, I should say. On top of everything here, the assumption is that Joe Lakeup is true to his word and the number one goal is to get under the luxury tax line. And again, that luxury tax line is about $30 million over the salary cap, $172 million. The Warriors right now have about 134 tied up between eight players. You add on 20 or 25 to Clay. You got to answer the Kavon Looney question, and then you've got uh, just a little bit of breathing room the rest of the way. Now, maybe the Warriors only, maybe they're willing to go five million over the luxury tax line, and and maybe Joe Lakeup, you know, sees a great offer, a great opportunity to get a different player, and maybe have a. Uh, uh, just just barely over the luxury tax. That's certainly possible. This whole discussion is on the basis of uh, we trust Joe Lakeup. And, and what he was telling TK, Tim Kawakami, on the TK show is legitimately uh, what the Warriors' first goal is uh, this offseason. All right, uh, let's do our hardest worker of the game tonight here on Warriors Wrap-Up. That is brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. Are you looking for a career in law enforcement? Learn more about job opportunities at joinacso.com. Um, this is a tough one because it wasn't really the greatest game for a number of Warriors. I guess there's a handful to choose from. I saw some love for him, though, earlier on both the uh, YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union and the uh, Comcast Business text line. Uh, shout out to the 510, also the uh, 562, the 626 chiming in as well. I saw a lot of love tonight for GP2. So I'm going to go uh, and give our hardest worker of the game tonight to Gary Payton the second. Uh, he has certainly made a big difference since he came back from his injury and his multiple injuries this season. GP2, 12 points, 5 of 8 from the field, made a corner 3. Uh, he was his normal great self defensively, had a steal. He had one sequence where... Steph Curry hit consecutive jumpers, and they came off of great GP2 defense. GP2 had a steal, led to a Curry mid-range jumper, and it was Curry got off to a slow start, as really everyone did offensively. Next possession, uh, GP2's man gets by him, but he recovers, but his man goes up to shoot the shot. GP2 comes from behind and contests it, forcing the, the Hornets player to rethink the shot, and he throws a wild pass away, intercepted by Steph Curry, and it leads to a Steph Curry fast break three. 
That goes in the scorebook as a Curry steal, but really it was forced by GP2. GP2 was always bringing the energy. He was really good defensively. He was efficient offensively. As a result, he gets my hardest worker of the game. Again, brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office. GP2, congratulations. You are our hardest worker of the game. I think I could give it to GP2 almost every single night uh, because he is always one of the hardest workers out there on the floor. And I'm getting some love on the YouTube chat as well for that selection uh, as well. Everyone loves GP2. It is clear as day to see that uh, the positive impact that he has on this Warrior team. Uh, one more quick comment on the YouTube chat. Uh, Dublin Marge says, you are uh, talking with your Clay Hart. Throw Loon under the bus to overpay Clay. Clay is earning $43 million. I'm just telling you, if you want Clay back, I... I I think $20 million is around the floor. $25 million is the max. You are able to keep Kevon Looney for both of those numbers, uh, but you're not going to have a ton of flexibility elsewhere. Um, Kevon Looney has done wonders for this Warriors franchise, uh, but there's also no denying that he's had a little bit of a rough season, and what has coincided with the Warriors' winning ways lately, it's been, honestly, it's been fewer Kevon Looney minutes. It's not, it's not because he was hurting the Warriors so much is because you need the Draymond minutes at the five. Uh, and if Kevon Looney isn't your best center, um, then the question the Warriors have to legitimately ask themselves is, is he worth $9 million? I, if I were to bet, he would probably be back. But that is a conversation that the Warriors, I'm sure, have had, are having, and will continue to have. Um, because maybe you could fill the roster um, a little bit more effectively with those extra $5 million. Who knows? Because, again, Looney's contract, it's $8 million. $3 million of it isn't guaranteed. By the way, one of the roster stipulations is it becomes fully guaranteed. All $8 million becomes fully guaranteed if the Warriors win the championship this year. So if the Warriors win the championship, they don't have a choice. Uh, they're paying Kevon Looney $8 million. It also gets fully guaranteed after a certain date. I believe it's early July around the, the free agency moratorium period. So the Warriors have time to make that decision, and it will not be coming anytime soon. But that is one to keep an eye on here. All right, Warriors beat Charlotte 97-84. to They're now three games over 500. We'll take a quick check on the NBA standings now before we do sign on out of here on Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 the game. With the win, the Warriors now 29-26. and and as we look at the updated standings, the Lakers have eked out a win over the lowly San Antonio Spurs. The Warriors still in 10th spot, uh, 10th place in the West. The Lakers a half game ahead for 9th. Uh, the Suns three games ahead of the Warriors. Pardon me, that's the Kings and the Suns. They're tied for the 7th spot. So the Warriors three games behind the Kings and the Suns for the 7th. And the Warriors now three and a half behind Dallas for 6th and four behind the Pelicans for the fifth spot. Uh, and the Warriors did get a little bit of help uh, today. The Suns fell to the Rockets, believe it or not. The Clippers did beat the Grizzlies. That does not mean much for the Warriors. The Pelicans lost to the Heat. That's big for the Warriors. Again, they're now only four games, believe it or not. The Warriors only four games uh, behind the Pelicans for the fifth spot in the Western Conference. It seems like one through four in the West are pretty Tied up, Minnesota, OKC, the Clippers, and the Nuggets are all separated by a game and a half, one through four, and then five through ten. Pelicans, Mavericks, Kings, Suns, Lakers, Warriors 
uh, are separated by just four games. So we can see a lot of movement, one through four, and then five through ten. The Warriors are certainly in the mix for that. And as we talked about, they've got a lot of gimmies, cupcakes. And how do you handle the cupcakes? The Warriors handled it tonight with this win over the Charlotte Hornets. Again, 97 284. Quickly, before our final thoughts, you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Again, the Warriors winners tonight over the Charlotte Hornets. The Warriors have now won three consecutive games, 8 of 9 and 10 of 12. They're three games over 500 at 29 and 26. The first time the Warriors have been three games over 500 since they were 6 and 3 way back on November 8th. Warriors next in action on Sunday, two days from now, at home against the Denver Nuggets. That's a 4 o'clock tip, so coverage begins at 3. I'll be with you for Warriors Live at 3. I'll have you covered on Warriors Wrap-Up as well on Sunday afternoon slash evening. Should be a fun game, Warriors and the defending champion Nuggets, who've played uh, the Warriors, have played the Nuggets close twice this season. Remember that one time they had that... 18-point lead with like six minutes left. They lost that game in regulation on the Jokic heave from just inside of half court. And then you had the Christmas Day game before that where the Warriors were in it all the way until late in the fourth quarter. They will try to earn their first win over the Nuggets this season coming up on Sunday. Tip is at 4. Pre-game coverage here on 95.7 The Game begins at 3. But if you need more Warriors talk before then, make sure you're locked in tomorrow morning. 9 to noon, Evan Giddings, Dan Devone have you covered for Warriors this week. Again, 9 to noon, Warriors this week here on 95.7 The Game. All right, that'll do it for us tonight on Warriors Wrap-Up. Thanks to all you guys for uh, chatting, for adding to the conversation on the YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union, also on the uh, Comcast Business text line and our callers as well. Thanks to Chris O'Connell and Sterling Bennett behind the glass. My name is Mark Randy signing off. One final time, the Warriors, winners over the Hornets, 97-84. They're now 29-26, and and they just keep on winning. Warriors back in action on Sunday here on 95.7 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 